welcome to the first ever Eve News Corp podcast. Uh, going to try to make this a weekly podcast, uh, give everybody a heads up on what's going on in the world of Eve, uh, patches, upcoming events, that kind of thing. If you like it, tune back in. Uh, if you don't, don't. If you really like it, feel free to uh, donate in-game. Um, we have Eve News Corp is a, a corporation in-game. Um, also, if you have any type of skills with audio editing or just generally any type of skill with producing a podcast, I would love to have your help. I clearly don't really know what I'm doing here, so uh, feel free to contact me out of game. Uh, the best email address to contact me at would be eve.news.corp at gmail.com. Um, I would love some help with this kind of stuff, so uh, if you think you can be of some sort of help and would like to donate a little bit of time, uh, please let me know. Alright, the first thing we're going to talk about today is uh, the new font changes and UI scaling in the patch. Um, pretty basic stuff. They changed, I, I believe they wrote their own font. Uh, looks really good, I think. Um, definitely makes things a little bit easier to read and to see. And another thing they did is they added what they call UI scaling. And all that is, is um, if you press escape uh, under the display and graphics tab, uh, right below where you would normally change your window size, they now have a, a button to scale uh, how large the windows are, just basically zooming in and out that, that or all of your uh, windows. Um, it's kind of nice, I guess. I hope they do all they have on CC right now is 90% and 100%. I'm assuming they're going to do more options than that, but um, yeah, it's a pretty good little addition. Another addition that they've made is actually um, they've added to the shadow effect. Apparently they've improved the shadow effect. I'm not really sure if anybody's going to notice that one too much in game. Uh, but yeah, interesting little fact. They uh, are slowly but surely improving the graphics every patch. The next thing we're going to talk about are the tower changes. They've changed the jump bridges so that they no longer need passwords uh, to be used, which is nice. You don't have to remember 40 million passwords just to, to get around. Um, I, b I believe the way it works is if you have standings with the tower so that you know if you would be able to get inside the shields, then that means you'll automatically be able to use the jump bridge and no need to put in a password anymore. Another thing they did was change the anchoring and onlining times. Um, now most things are going to have a five second anchor and a three second online. Uh, not everything. Uh, I believe the blockade units, um, pause turrets, uh, maybe the Sino jammer, there's, there's a few things that have longer times than that, but they are all still considerably shorter than what they used to be. Another major change they've made to towers is uh, fuel. Towers will now not use individual components, but fuel blocks which are made from those individual components. Small towers will use one block, mediums two blocks, and large towers will use four blocks per hour. Uh, one issue that I see with this is uh, Right now on CC, I don't know if it's gonna if they fixed it for tranquility in the patch, but right now on CC, each block needs 400 isotopes to be constructed, and a little simple math will tell you that that means a large tower is now going to be consuming 1,600 isotopes per hour, um, which is considerably more than it used to. Um, so if you notice this and think that it's a problem, please let CCP know. Another one of the changes coming with the Crucible patch is uh, hybrid turret balancing. Uh, what they're going to do is they're going to slightly decrease the CPU usage 
they're going to decrease the grid by 12%, the power grid usage by 12%. They're going to reduce the cap usage by 30%. They're also going to add a 20% tracking increase for blasters and a 10% damage increase for railguns, uh, as well as uh, removing the cap penalty on javelin ammo and giving a 25% tracking speed bonus to the javelin gleam and quake ammunition. Uh, instead of the penalty that I believe they used to have, and the hail is having the fall-off penalty removed, which should all in all bring those uh, railguns and uh, blasters a little bit more online with uh, what projectile turrets and uh, lasers are doing right now. One of the out-of-game improvements being brought by Crucible is the reinstatement of the Community Communication Liaisons Program. This basically allows uh, volunteers to become moderators on the forums. Uh, they can edit, move, and delete posts, which is obviously going to be uh, monitored by CCP. The most important thing they can do, though, is flag threads for the development teams. Uh, this will allow the development teams to get a little bit of a better idea of, of what the actual players want in-game. A couple of the other small in-game changes are going to be implants are now going to be included on pod kill mails. Uh, which means that when you kill somebody in a pod and they have implants, you'll get the credit for it on the kill boards. There's also going to be a change to um, customs offices for the planets for PI. Uh, those are now going to actually be able to be player-owned, and the tax rates are going to be able to be adjusted by the owning player. Crucible is also going to bring quite a few changes to the exploration sites. Uh, namely, they're going to add some new 310 and 410 plexes. They're going to increase the value of mag sites by um, having more T2 rig bl blueprint copies drop and more T2 salvage drop. They're also going to be decreasing the volume of metal scraps. I, I believe they're de decreasing it to 0.1 M3. They're going to increase the value of anomalies by adding a few more NPCs. Um, they're going to also make it so that exploration dungeons, quote unquote, will auto respawn so that if somebody's sitting in it, it's not going to stay there empty. You don't have to warp out in order for the next one to spawn. It'll actually just automatically spawn a new one after you finish it. And they're also adding a minimize function for the dungeon pop-ups so that you can uh, minimize those, get into the fight a little bit, and then bring those up and actually read through them so you can keep up with the storyline without losing your ship. Another one of the big changes is going to be what they call time dilation. It's uh, basically CCP's new idea to try to fight some of the lag. And what's going to happen is now during a big fleet fight, when a lot of things are going on, instead of some people lagging and some people not and just being a complete mess, the server is just going to slow down time so that, you know, say you launch a missile, well, that missile is going to take longer to get to its target um, in our time. But as far as the game's concerned, it's the same amount of time. It's just moving slower from our perspective. And that'll let the server um, do more processes in the same amount of game time, uh, which means that everybody kind of gets a fair shot and the, the fight might slow down and take longer, but everybody's going to experience it at the same speed, and that's that's really what's important. Another one of the small changes that CCP is going to make is um, they're going to change the captain's quarters and basically give them a, uh, a racial theme so that they don't all look the exact same. Minmatar is going to stay the same, but all the other ones are going to look a little bit different. The final thing we're going to talk about here today is uh, going to be the new Tier 3 Battle Cruisers. Um, just really going to give you a quick overview of what they are and what their bonuses are and things like that. Um, didn't really have enough time to get into CC and try to do any fits for any of them. Um, so I'm just going to give you a quick overview of what they are. 
all four of the battle cruisers are going to have a 95% reduction for the power grid usage of the large um, racial turret. And they're also going to have a 50% reduction for the CPU usage of the large racial turrets. Um, as well as the three races that use capacitor are going to have a 50% reduction in the capacitor need for the large turrets. The Amar Battlecruiser is the Oracle, and it's going to have a 10% bonus to the large energy turret capacitor use and a 5% bonus to large energy turret damage. Uh, the Kaldari is going to be the Naga. It's going to have a 5% bonus to hybrid turret damage and a 10% bonus to hybrid turret optimal range. Uh, the Galente is the Talos. It's going to have a 5% bonus to hybrid turret damage and a 7.5% bonus to tracking speed. And the Minmatar is called the Tornado, and it's going to have a 5% bonus to projectile rate of fire and a 5% bonus to projectile turret fall off. Well, that's going to do it for us this week. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. hope it was a little bit informative. Um, probably not going to put another one of these up next week because I'm going to be out of town. But the week after, I believe it's uh, beginning of December, um, I hope to have a few more subscribers. Um, and again, please, 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 please make donations in-game. All of it will be used to try to fund and get this all done in-house. Please, if you would be willing to help me with anything, web page design, any type of audio, any type of anything, I pretty much don't know what I'm doing here. So it would be great if I could get somebody to volunteer and uh, help me out. And that's going to be it for us here at the Eve News Corp. Weekly Podcast. Um, hope you tune back in.